welcome to another session of Pip Talk Podcast, bringing you a lovely bank holiday special with my main man, Jay. What's good, bro? How you doing? Um, so, of course, as you know, we are, we're not in the studio today due to the um, self-isolation. So, so, Jacob's over there and I'm over here. Um, let's, make, let's make some progress. No, for sure, um, man. Uh, big shout out to, um, happy Easter to everyone, you know, guys that do celebrate and follow and gonna say big shout out to god of course the most (laughs) i mean the most has the reason we here but we're not gonna get religious on them you know what i mean but uh, yeah hope everyone had a nice happy easter good friday fish friday was popping for me what about you though yeah um um i had a i had a nice weekend i'm muslim so you know it's quite different for me but nonetheless it was a good weekend with the family sun out getting myself a new tan on you know Hmm. what i'm saying um, but yeah, guys, so just in regards to what's going to be in store for today, we're going to go over the euro losing some of its strength, um, gold also making its, you know, its move to the upside, more fiscal stimulus for you guys on the agenda, along with some indices. Um, you know, we've seen a lot happening within the indices section, along with the commodities. Um, you know, we've had the talks of oil, so we'll be sure to get into a few subjects. But first and foremost, we're going to take it away with euro. Um, the euro has finally made a retraction in regards to its bullish strength. Um, this is in the lights of Germany um, now, of course, deciding to slow down their economy as they are, of course, feeling what everyone else is. Uh, and they're also, in, in regards to the euro, now coming up with a, a corona bond. Have you heard of this before, Jay? Mm, yeah, I have, but I didn't really research it, if I'm honest. That's okay. So, I mean, at the moment, right, any type of of financial crisis or any type of extreme, any type of extreme, uh, extreme situation, there's always going to be a charity that can fund what's going on. So it's quite, it's quite common to see when there's a war, there's funds that that are supported by the war. So it's it's a, it's a very financial, um, it's a very financial benefit, or it's a very financial interesting time, I should say. It's a financially interesting time to actually pay attention to where to where market makers, to where the governments are looking to move their money. So these corona bonds are meant to be supporting, of course, the, the coronavirus. But at the same time, all it simply is is a new way and a new reason for the banks to purchase something extra, which they can then relay back to us. So if you remember, guys, um, and this is really for the people that's within our, our fundamental update, I provided a picture uh, um, last week, Thursday, <coughs> And just to reiterate, for those who didn't actually catch the picture, this was in light of the 2.3 stimulus package that had been put into the U.S. economy. Um, With the purchase of up to $600 in loans through the Main Street Lending Program, the Department of the Treasury using funding from the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act will provide $75 billion in equity to the facility. Now, these three programs will now support up to $850 billion in credit, backed by $85 billion in credit protection provided by the Treasury. Now, the municipal liquidity facility that will offer up to $500 billion in lending to the states and, well, let's just, let's just move on, municipalities, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I saw Munis and I thought, let's just move on. But yeah, uh, the Treasury will provide 35 
billion dollars of credit protection to the Federal Reserve for the municipal liquidity facility using funds appropriated by the CARES Act. Now, this all sounds like a lot of numbers, a lot of acts, and a lot of, of words you probably haven't heard before. But the main thing is that the Main Street Lending Program will enhance support for small and mid-sized businesses that were in good financial standing before this crisis by offering a four-year loan to companies employing up to 10,000 workers, all with revenues of less than $2.5 billion. Yeah, Principal and interest payments will be deferred for one year. Banks will retain a 5% share, selling the remaining 95% to the Main Street facility, which will purchase up to $600 billion of loans. Now, firms seeking Main Street loans must commit, to, must commit to making reasonable efforts to maintain payroll and retain workers. But... You know, all that's been said there, just to put that to layman terms for you guys, is the banks are going to withhold a 5% on bonds to, to resell, okay, whilst the rest of the money is going to be given to these small to mid-sized uh, companies. But, you know, to understand what a small or a mid-sized company is, you know, if we're looking at, uh, let's say, you know, um, Pietro's, Pietro's car washing business compared to... Compared to a semi-independent care home, you know, a self-employed business that gets government backing, they're two different sized small businesses. They're two different businesses completely. So the the actual protection is coming from businesses that one have been paying taxes for quite some time, and two, the balance sheets are not just you know self-employed started making money yesterday. They're looking for you guys to really have already had a foot stand within the financial world, um, you know having a net profit already of over 50,000, for example, just to kind of show you guys they're looking for actual businesses that are well underway within their actual businesses, not in the birthing stages. So they're looking to, to provide a lot of financial backing to these companies. They're putting the interest on hold for a year, which they've also said. But again, all this means really is you're delaying the inevitable. Okay, you're delaying the repayment. And the repayment is where people are always going to struggle. The biggest crisis that we're going through at the moment is a debt crisis. Before um, was the housing market back in 2008, now it's the debt crisis. And I say the debt crisis because there's not, there's, tell me one thing you can't get on, on, on finance. You know, um, I had a friend tell me that um, she can get her, she can get a Brazilian butt lift via finance. She can finance this option. So, you know, there, there isn't anything you cannot finance in this world today. And that's the downfall. You know, you only have to turn on the television and you've seen you've got a new Mercedes SL 5000, but you can purchase it today for £299. Okay, these these repayment bubbles, they're, they're allusions to, to the actual overcrowding interest that they're charging you. And not only that, but, you know, in the times of an economic downturn such as now, these things that you're having to pay for is really going to kill you when you don't have that income still coming in. Yeah. You know? I agree, bro. That's that's valid points, man. So, you know, you really got to plan or have plans in place for things like these. Like, not, not many people think about, um, you know, episodes where we're in pandemics. Like, pandemics isn't a regular thing, of course, but, you know, they are viable in certain instances and i feel like 
we always are underprepared as as you know businessmen as un- entrepreneurs as whoever we're never really fully prepared for it so instead of you know taking your 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 way out of um you know looking for the government to fix the issue you got to realize sometimes the government don't really have the the the, the ideas to actually get us across or get us out of the situation in the first place. Like it's not really a good thing to rely on government like that. Um, yeah. And you know, multiple streams of income is what you really need in times like this. Like and that one nine to five job isn't going to save you. One line of income in general just isn't going to save you because you're not able to, uh, you know, when, when events like this happen, you're just not able to really understand that preparation was needed it was needed no preparation was needed and it wasn't really thought about the process wasn't actually thought about so um as much as the government say they're going to help i i personally don't see you know that i still believe we're gonna there's going to be a tough time ahead regardless of if the government is saying they're going to help so with that being said it's like you know now's the time even though we're in isolation now's the time to be looking at alternative ways to get paid, you know? Yeah, for sure. Talk to me about gold, Jay. Uh, gold? Yeah, man. So the safe haven's been going crazy. Um, just in a bullish trend right now in regards to almost touching, we're probably going to touch 1,700 at some stage, yeah. I believe. Um, but that's just carrying on from a lot of ranging we had last week, but the ranging was just being held at a certain price. So you just... Uh, have to, had to fo- had to have followed the trend really, and the trend was always bullish. So I do yeah. believe, yeah, we're 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 due to see higher highs being made on on the higher time frames, like the weekly time frame. So um, that's something I'm looking out for. Oil as well for those guys who are in the Discord. We finally got lift off today from this from the uh, setup that I sent out last week. Um, it actually gapped into my entry uh, zone, which is just you know you can't write this stuff. You really can't write this stuff. It's so easy and in plain sight. It's like, okay, it's just, you know, having the patience to really understand why they would want to be buying and why why they would want to be selling from certain areas. So um, with that being said, over the weekend, the Kremlin, um, they, they've been reporting that they had positive um, talks with the OPEC uh, members and the OPEC countries, and they're actually going to stop uh, global output of oil. So they've they've made a yeah. deal with the OPEC in order to actually stop the output. So as you can see, they've done that in order to uh, add a bit of stability yeah. to the oil prices. As you know, um, for a few, it's been was it about three four weeks now. It's been just on a yeah. crazy downturn, and um, you yeah. know we've seen a major collapse basically. So with the over the weekend, we're seeing you know these uh, these. Uh, members or yeah yeah you and you you've been seeing these members come out with these chats saying how you know oil's on a downturn and whatnot and then you know what's the solution to that and it's funny how as soon as they've struck a deal or they've had a solution we, this is just replicated in the market so it's still yeah. the areas like the areas that we're looking at it's just backed up by fundamentals that's why it's good to know what's been happening over the weekend although you you never really hear it until there's an article printed but these things are happening, you know, 24-7, so to speak. And now, you know, from the area we've given, it's approaching about 160 pips up, or 160 points, should I say. So, you know, 
it's it's definitely not fully fully bullish but you can see from where we're looking you know this, this these areas were they were in plain sight man so happy to you know i've encountered my analysis matching with what fundamentals are really doing as well it's just they, they tie hand in hand so i'm glad to see that it's, it's going together yeah just to elaborate on the uh op on the opec deal um 9.7 million barrels of total production reduction okay um that was just through OPEC. However, the G20, um, they came together quite recently and they reached an initial agreement to reduction to reduce uh, uh, 3.2 million barrels per day of oil production. Yeah. So the 9.7 million plus the 3.2, that um, equals 12.9 million um, barrels of oil that would now be, be taken out of production. So we should slowly see... Um, see our trade come into fruition but it really pays to be patient and not only that it, be, it pays to be vigilant you know coming to you now for the sixth or seventh episode of our pivotal podcast we're really making sure that we're, we're leaving no stone unturned okay so if you're looking to get into the trade in education and you're you're you've been in the trading realm for quite some time but there's just a few things that you keep feeling like you need to tweak. The whole point of us providing crypto podcasts is to make sure you guys are not having to look too far for fundamental economical updates. You're not having to look far to understand the, the trade and psychology. Um, and you're also able to be in an environment that can can give you that classroom sense of community. Okay, You've got a, a whole community full of people that are lit, Okay, excuse the pun, um, but also that create a vibe that can just make you feel not just confident but comfortable within yourself to actually share the information you've acquired to, to, to learn some more. You know, at the moment we're really forming um, a pride of lions. I would say a gang, but you know, lions don't call themselves a gang; they call themselves a pride. We're really setting ourselves a pride of lions to be able to hunt the the New York and the, the London sessions to really attack these um, gun ho as they say, okay, mm -hmm. um, to make sure that we're really, you know, financially benefiting the best we can. You know, we're in times of, of financial uncertainty. Um, we've heard so many times the unprecedented time from all of these large institutions and news sources are telling us the same thing. So we really know this is the time to just lock in and actually financially capitalize. So it means every day do something differently than you've done uh, the, the prior day. You know, try to make a 1% gain every day. 1% a gain, 7% <clears throat> a week. You know, this is real gains we're able to actually put onto ourselves, you know, whether you're reading, whether you're researching, <clears throat> whether you're writing, whether you're just revising, make sure you're doing something to, to download that piece of information. Um, stay lit, man. Website's on its way. We just we're going through a major revamp at the moment, so we should have it up and running by the fifteenth, fifteenth uh, of April. Be sure to head over and get yourself some lit merch. Yeah, money day shirts are on the way. Stay Amen. lit. Yeah, man. Just to wrap it up, gonna keep it short and brief, man. But you know, Cavalli's covered a lot of major things. Now's the time to just sharpen your tools, you know, and really try and do something a bit more productive than just, you know, chilling, waiting for time to pass. It's not going to pay you. It's not going to be a, a benefit to you. You know, everyone needs downtime. I'm, 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 I'm sure everyone who was working hard at work, they're loving it right now. But now's the time as well to just, you know, do something different. Like Kavol was saying, it is the time for that, man. So I truly believe that um, 
we don't know how long this episode's actually going to last. So just sitting at home and waiting for it to pass, it's not really the thing to be doing. So definitely think about it and just, you know, find and map a way out that you really want to, you know, put, like push yourself to a, to a new limit and exceed um, your expectations, man. That's what it would is. Yeah, and on that note, guys, thank you very much for listening in to another Pip Talk podcast, um, a bank holiday special. We aim to bring you guys a new special guest on the call this week, so look out for that, and stay blessed. Peace. Remember, every day is money day. Peace. Peace.